beautiful people welcome once again to another episode of transform thursdays where we take your heart your mind and your life to the next level through the word of the lord thank you so much for tuning into this new week's episode welcome officially to the month of april this is definitely a special month um because when it's my breath month and I pray that in this new month, not just for myself, but for every one of you listening, that you will truly experience a greater dimension of God's presence in your life, um, in every area of your life, whether it's your finances, your marriages, your careers, your education, your work, whatever it may be, your businesses. I truly pray that God's presence is omnipresent to truly truly be experienced like never before in your lives and the blessings of that presence and what that brings shall be manifested in various ways in jesus name amen so as we walk in this month of april kind of leaning into what i talked about last week about us having to choose god and be intentional in the second quarter of 2022 I wanted to, I guess, bring it to our attention, the tactics and the ways that the enemy may want to be a hindrance and, you know, bring obstacles to try and actually stop us from being intentional and from really choosing God and from walking in everything that God has for us and does desire for us. And what I wanted to bring to our attention is temptations. I think recognizing temptations is very important. I say this because we see that Jesus, who is our personal Lord and Savior, he himself was tempted by the devil when he was here on the earth. So if Jesus was tempted by the devil, how much more us, you know? And we have to recognize that we are not too big or too saved to be tempted. The Bible says that we will all face temptations, but we have to understand that we're not alone and that there is a way out of the temptations, which I will, you know, bring back to us later on. But first, I wanted us to just look at the book of Matthew and just see some of the different tactics that the enemy uses in bringing that deception and temptation just so that we can kind of recognize it because if Jesus faced it you know he's given us a way out through his word he's given us a sort of guide and as to how he did it and how we can do it and how we can recognize so we're looking at Matthew chapter 4 from verse 1 um, I'm just gonna read a couple of verses briefly up until verse 11 in the New Living Translation it says Then Jesus was led by the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For forty days and forty nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scripture says, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. 
For the scripture says, he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so that you will not even hurt your foot on a stone. This is from Psalm 91, by the way. And in verse 7, Jesus responded, the scriptures also says, you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you would kneel down and worship me. Verse 10, get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scripture says you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. Okay, so that's a lot. We see here that there are three instances in which the enemy brought a sort of word or tried to tempt Jesus out of it and Jesus fought him off with the word of the Lord at each time, at the three different times. So the first thing that I wanted us to just, you know, have a look at is the first temptation that was pointed out when it says that if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. To me, Jesus' answer is where it kind of points out as to what exactly this temptation was sort of targeting. And it says that no, the scripture says people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In a way, I see it as your identity or our identity and what we feed ourselves. Um, by me saying like what we feed ourselves, I'm reminded of the Bible verse that says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you think you are a certain way, then that's who you are. And then you kind of have to peel back the layers a little bit and ask, okay, so what is entering into your mind and what exactly are you thinking? And pulling that back one more time is recognizing that what are you feeding yourself to make you think a certain way which makes you then become that certain thing right which is why I kind of said it's sort of like a question of your identity or what you're feeding yourself because that kind of plays into impact with each other so the enemy wants us to ask ourselves like okay who are you what have you done that's a temptation that the enemy wants to ask us and he feeds us certain things in our minds he causes things to you know play in our heart and in our mind to make us feel like we are a certain way when in actual reality we are not and so when jesus is saying that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from god it's saying that how you are to live in this world should not come by just you know, what you feed yourself physically alone, but it's actually what you feed yourself spiritually. What are you taking in? Because whatever you take in is what you start to think on. And if you think on those things, that's what you become. So if you take in the word of the Lord and you think the word of the Lord, then you become that person and actively and actively portray what it is that God actually says about you and who you are. So I hope that kind of makes sense in that first point. Um, and I hope you're able to tie that to yourself even um, as a student perhaps or as a young adult 
or as a single person, as a married person, whatever it may be, recognizing that sometimes the enemy is going to want to come for your mind and what you feed yourself and your identity to kind of target that identity of who you actually think you are and um, what God actually says you are. And with the second point, the enemy, you know, in verse 6, comes and is quoting Psalm 91, where it says that God will send his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways so that you will not hurt your foot against a stone. But then Jesus says, you must not test the Lord your God, because what the enemy was saying initially is, if you are the son of God, jump off test God and see that he's actually going to rescue you test God and see that he's going to do this to me it's kind of questioning God through an unbelieving lens as a point of God is not going to do this let me just question him in a negative way and that's not to say that we are not to ask God questions whenever we are uncertain about certain things because God has said that we should come and reason with him. He said that he wants us to come and learn of him. He wants us to join with him and grow in knowledge and grow in understanding. So that can only come when you're reading God's word and you're asking him in faith knowing that, okay, God, you have said this and I want to believe, so help me understand this certain aspect that I'm not quite seeing as I should. But the enemy's question in the sense here is not in that sort of wanting to believe or have faith. So for example, if you have a person and they say that, oh, I'm going to buy you this, this, and this, this island, let's say I'm going to buy you Madagascar Island, and you're looking at them, but you're really not really their friend, but you're a frenemy, which is a friend slash enemy. And you're saying, well, if you're really going to do this, why don't you just buy for me right now? Why can't you buy for me right now? Why do you have to wait tomorrow? Why do you have to do this? That line of questioning is more of a disbelieving that you don't really believe that this person is who they say they are. You don't really believe that this person can actually do what they say. And that's why I think that Jesus said, do not test the Lord your God, because you're not trying to test him to um, question his authority. That's not what you're supposed to do. But you're supposed to, you know, ask him questions to believe him in terms of walking in faith and help you actually grow in faith and not so that whatever answers you get can validate the negative thoughts that you had initially which is not true right so the enemy's temptation here is wanting us sometimes to question god in that regard to make us think that no god is not going to do this you see this is why the certain thing happened because god is not on the throne he's not real he doesn't help you he doesn't come through for you whenever you face certain situations the enemy is going to want to come to Sometimes makers want to question God in that regard, but we should not fall for that lie. We should not fall for that temptation to question God in a disbelieving way, but we should ask of him, inquire of him, and know in faith that he loves you and he wants you to prosper. He wants you to be in health. He wants you to have the good things that keeps you and have a good life here on earth. So asking him questions based on that 
understanding and based on that belief is what is crucial and that is what makes a difference between asking God questions in terms of wanting to grow in faith because you do not understand why certain things are not portraying as it should as compared to questioning God because you want to prove that he's not God and that he doesn't actually do what he says. And then we go to the third temptation that Jesus also faced here. And it says, you know, from verse 8, when the enemy puts Jesus on the high mountain and is telling him, I will give you all of this if you just bow to me. To me here, it shows me where is our worship at? The enemy is going to come and tempt our worship, what we are worshiping. Because to be honest, you're either worshiping God or you're worshiping an idol. And yes, I know you may not have a shrine in your home where you go and you worship that physical object. Or you may. That's, you know, I, the people are in different phases of life and different things that they do embark upon. But regardless, idols or whatever has been exalted higher than God. So if, you know, your career is that idol, marriage is that idol, or having a certain lifestyle is an idol, being a certain way is an idol, which means you're always so focused on it, you're thinking so much about it, all your mind is pushed towards it, then that is a temptation that you need to pass because the enemy is going to want to make you worship that thing as opposed to worshiping God, which is what we have to choose to do always, you know? And Jesus here reminded the enemy that as believers, we must worship the Lord our God and serve him only. So whenever the enemy wants to bring distractions through jobs you're always so busy at work you're always taking shifts you're always studying you don't have time for your devotionals you don't have time for your personal study of the word of the lord you don't have time to even go to services you don't have time to commune with the body of christ you don't have time to you know do the things that god wants you to do because other things are taking over your mind then that's where you find that, okay, you are worshiping idols. You are worshiping the creation instead of the creator, which Romans chapter 1 says. And that is something that we have to really be careful of and really remind ourselves to not fall for it because it can be so easy, to be honest, um, to be distracted by the cares of this world. And I'm reminded of um, the parable of the sower, I believe, when Jesus says that one of these seeds, they fall on the ground, but they get choked up because of the cares of this world. And as a result, they do not grow. They do not produce the harvest that they should produce because you're worried about so many things. Your mind is so focused on so many things. And something that I heard recently is that worry is like worshiping the devil, because you're putting your thoughts, your mind, and your thinking on that situation or that certain thing instead of actually on God and his salvation and 
his redemption and what he's able to do. So as you worry, as you focus your mind on that certain thing, it is taking the space of um, allowing God to actually be seated in your heart and allowing him to actually be the center of your heart because you're supposed to think about him 24 7 you're supposed to think about him every moment so whenever someone taps you what comes out of you is the word of the lord what comes out of you is god and what he says as opposed to worrying or as opposed to thinking about money and chasing money thinking about girls or guys or thinking about relationship thinking about children um thinking about marriages thinking about you know whatever it is that we may be thinking about um there's really a fine line between caring and wanting god to take over and just plaguing ourselves with such a mindset of worry that it becomes an idol for us and then we end up worshiping it unknowingly to us which is what the enemy would want us to do but you know despite all of this i want to encourage us with first corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 um in the new living translation as well where it says that the temptations in our lives are no different from what others experience and god is faithful full stop like it just stops there you know and then it continues that God will not allow the temptations to be more than you can handle. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So I want us to see that it says God is faithful. So when we do face temptations, when the enemy does come, we have to remind ourselves that first of all, we are not alone in this. The enemy wants us to think that, oh, it's only you that is going through this. It's only you that's going through this certain thing in terms of the experience and the temptation. But to be honest, in the body of Christ, somebody has either gone through it or is going through it or will go through it in the future. And that's why community is very important. That's why staying together and not being isolated is very important because as believers we are not going to really grow and develop by ourselves in a little bubble we have to embrace the community of the body of christ we have to embrace that growth that comes from you know being exposed to people like that and learning from them and allowing iron to sharpen iron and i really like the part where it says that god is faithful because it just reminds me that God sees you and he has made a way out. I really love that part too as well because it says that he has made a way out already. It's just a matter of, okay, God, show me that way out. You just have to ask him. So if the temptation at a specific point is in terms of where your worship is at, then you can ask God to pull you back into worshiping him alone and taking away every form of worry and things that you may have unknowingly made into an idol. And then if your um, temptation at a certain point too is the second one in terms of questioning God with an unbelieving mind, then you can ask God to give you faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing the word of the Lord. So as you continue to attend services, do your own personal time with God, 
and study the word, that faith will come so that even if you do have questions, you are asking it through the lens of faith and not from unbelief. And then if the temptations that you're facing is kind of like the first one in terms of, you know, your mindset is not really where it's at and as a result, you aren't really sure about who you are or your identity and the enemy is telling you all these lies and you are feeling your mind with certain things that are not great, then, you know, if your identity is being questioned by yourself or by the enemy then you can trace it back as to what you're feeding yourself and through checking what you feed yourself you can align yourself and ask God to give you the desire greater desire to study his word so that you feed on his word because the new testament tells us that God not only gives us the desire to seek after him but he also gives us the power to do so And in order to have that power, in order to have that desire, you have to recognize that, first of all, it's not really there. You have to recognize and be truthful with yourself that you're facing that temptation to not really seek the word of the Lord, to not really hunger and thirst after him. And if you want to be realigned and really see the way out, you have to go to him and ask him, Lord, this is what it is. I need your help and I need you to show me that way out. I need you to show me out of this temptation that I'm facing so that I can continue to work and be like you. So I hope that this episode has been encouraging. I know that this new quarter, this new month is going to have its own challenges. It's going to have its own blessings too as well. But I want us to recognize that God is there with us that no matter whatever temptations we may face, no matter whatever situations may come our way, we are definitely not alone. God has always promised to be with us and we just have to really open ourselves to being with him and allowing us to truly see what it is that he's showing us so that we do not fall for the lies of the enemy, so that we do not fall for the traps of the enemy and that these temptations when they come, because it says so in First Corinthians, when we are tempted, we are able to see the way out so that we can endure and, you know, even in the future, encourage our fellow brothers and sisters as well so that it's not just us that are coming through, but we are bringing others too out of it and they can grow too as well in God. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget to share tell others about it and let others to be encouraged by this word and don't forget to rate us five stars on spotify or apple Podcasts and google Podcasts too as well thank you once again for listening bye and god bless you